Empire. Hey, and welcome to my podcast. Have a good conversation coming up with former Redskins general manager Scott McLuhan. Conversation covered a lot of ground, including his thoughts on whether or not RG3 could be a future starter. I know he's not with the Redskins anymore, but he's always a topic of fascination with Redskins fans. Also, Kirk Cousins, what did he think of him here? Possible future Redskins quarterbacks. Josh Rosen, what does he think of him? How does he compare to this draft class coming out? And then McLuhan also shared his thoughts on why he thinks Jay Gruden is a good head coach. All right, well, I want to bring in my guest, and I appreciate him joining me as former Redskins general manager and former NFL general manager for, you know, he's been with several different organizations, Scott McLuhan. Scott, thanks for, for joining me on the podcast here. Not a problem at all, John. I got no problem with it. Okay, so first, I want to let listeners know what exactly are you doing? I know you still have your service several teams. Why don't you let kind of run down a little bit of what you're doing now um, in your role? Well, the thing is, I, I, I got my own scouting service called Instinctive Scouting. It's LLC. It's, it's my own company. I, I run it with me and my wife. My wife types reports. So I do the dictating to her. But uh, I got I got multiple teams involved. Um, and I'm sure the people that watched the draft saw last year I was in a draft room and went through a whole process with the team. Um, it's, it's, it's a very good product. And I enjoy doing it. I just watch tape. I don't have to travel. I don't have to, you know, get on airplanes. I don't have to get rental cars. I just sit in my house. And they send me 150 names each team. And I have all the tape access. And I, I just sit there and watch tape and do reports. Is this something you want to keep doing and build on this? Or would you like to get back in the league somehow? You know what? As of right now, I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Um, I've, I've had a couple opportunities already to get back into it. And, and high level front office stuff. Um, you know, right now I'm comfortable. I enjoy what's going on. I don't have a lot of stress. I don't have to worry about game days. I don't have to, you know, be dressed up in a suit and sitting at a game and stressing back and forth. But, you know, at some point I might. I might, you know, but the thing that's good about it is I got teams that are, are quality teams, they're playoff teams that, that, that are paying me to do this job for them. And, People I've, I've known a long time in, in, in the NFL that, that are GMs or presidents, that uh, it, it, it's a good deal right now. Uh, I, I, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Before I get, I want to get to your thoughts on Josh Rosen and that whole situation in a minute. Before I get there, I want to ask you, came out that Russell Wilson gave, the, gave Seattle a deadline as far as contract talks go. How do you see that situation playing out? I mean, you obviously were there when, when the Seahawks drafted him. And I remember some of the things you talked about as far as his leadership and supporting to the team there. Obviously, we can all see how good he has been. How do you think that situation plays out? You know what? It's, it's, from the standpoint of GM, you, you hate to have a timeline because, you know, with, with, with doing an extension, you want to do it in June or July. You want to go through the draft, get all that stuff taken care of. Because now... When he comes out and says that to John Schneider and Pete Carroll to be the 15th, well, you know, 
they're knee deep in doing draft stuff. That's the most important thing right now. Now, don't get me nothing wrong. Russell's a really good football player, and of course they want him to be there. You know, but uh, yeah, I'm surprised he did it, and I'm not so, so surprised. I'm sure he had say in it, but the agent put it out there. You know, um, it, it puts it puts the organization in a tough spot because the city loves Russell. Right. You know, the organization loves Russell. They've paid him a lot of money already. They, they, they've taken care of him on the field, off the field, the whole package. You know, so hey, it, if, if it was me personally, I'd be pissed. <laughs> be like, well, I would. I called yeah. in. I said, "Listen, you know, we drafted you. We paid you two contracts now, and you still got another year left. And you know, we could franchise you the next year and the following year if we need to. You know, but you're part of this. You know, you're you're our team leader. And you, you put the organization in a situation where they have to make a decision. You know, and right now they're not. I'm sure they've been talking about it and working on it, but." It's something John loves the draft, and his mind right now is 100 percent on the draft. And then all of a sudden, this is going on. Now he's got to leave the draft room and go talk to Pete and come back and leave again and come back. You know, try to get something done. They want him. I know that for a fact. Sure. He wants to be there. I know that for a fact. You know, but it's just you're kind of handcuffing the organization. Absolutely. Now, you know, funny thing is, like, people start to speculate, what would this guy get on the open market as far as if there's a trade? And I can't imagine that Seattle would ever want to trade him because they don't really need to. What would he command if he were ever on the market in terms of trade value? Well, no, it'd be a lot. I mean, the guy's got 75 wins already in his career. I think it's the most ever in his his tenure so far in the league. You know, I mean, he's well-respected. He's a really good person. He's a, he's a leader. He, he, he's a cap. You know, he's a hard worker. The whole package is really good. You know, besides him being a little bit shorter, but that doesn't matter apparently. <laughs> but uh, um, he he would it would it it, it it would take somebody because you know depending on you know the way the draft is this year with quarterbacks. And I I know we're getting that later, but it, there's not a lot of depth in there whatsoever. Right. You know, there's there's a couple guys you think could be starters, possibly, but he's proven, you know, with the playoffs, with two Super Bowls, a, a, a world championship, you know, that he can do it. And again, like I said, the whole package is really good, but he still got, you know, 52 of the guys on the on the roster that you have to pay. It's it's not about the individual individuals or some of the parts. Now, the individual with that position is very important, but you still need pieces around him. Succeed, and I think that's true. Probably, but any quarterback, and I'm going to switch coast here for a second. And a team that affects the Redskins, the Giants. Two things: Do you buy that they are that committed still to Eli Manning for this year and beyond? And how do you know? Well, I'll get into the Odell trade in a minute, but first that one. You know what? I don't get Edelman, um, not real well, but good enough to know how he thinks. You know, East Coast toughness and all that. He came out and said it. He's got enough pride where he can try to prove it. And is, is that the right way to go? I don't think so. But there's a reason why he's in, in the seat he's in and making the decisions he's making. Um, you know, I respect Eli. He's had a heck of a career. You know, but he, he, at some time, you know, we did we did, we did the same thing. I mean, when I was in Green Bay, we had Brett Favre who had three MVPs in a row. 
and, and we took Matt Hasselback one year. We took Aaron Brooks one year, the next year. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, why would we take quarterbacks? We got Brett Favre, you know, and ended up trading, you know, Hasselback, I think, for a third and trading Aaron, Aaron Brooks for a fourth, you know. Right. I'm like, that's why you do it. That's you know, so. But you always want someone young in place just because you never know about injuries or anything like that. The, the Odell trade, were you surprised by that? And, and when you look at that, because when you talk to guys like Landon Collins and other guys, they talk about how popular he was in the locker room, and then yet it seemed like the organization was getting a little bit tired of him. Were you surprised by that move? Yes, very. Because I, 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 I heard the same stuff, you know. And like I said earlier, one of the teams that people didn't know football, that's one of the teams I worked for, mm-hmm. you know. And – you know, to lose a young, good player, it's like Khalil Mack, Mari Cooper going away from the Raiders. You, you it just, It's more of a negative than a positive, no matter what. You know, like, well, we got draft picks. We can replace them. He's, he's, one of the, he's one of the top two receivers in the NFL. You know, and, and to get a guy like that with, with a young quarterback that's got talent right. like Baker, I mean, it just sets it up for a, a perfect scenario. Now, does that mean they're going to win the division or go to the playoffs or whatever? No, but it makes – Cleveland got better, the Giants got worse. You know, and I always look at trades that way. If it's a win-win, then yeah. But, you know, with, with, with the college draft, it's not an exact science. So you can sit there and say, well, wait, we're going to have two more two more picks. Okay, great. So we're drafting a 21, 22, 23-year-old and getting rid of a 27-year-old that's been a pro bowler, that's been all pro, that's a big-time game changer, a, a legit number one receiver that can change a game on any play. You know, so, but if, 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 if you're trying to start over, you know, then, you know, and rebuild, then I can understand the picks and understand you have two, two years, three years, you know, before you get to where you want to get to. But with Eli, he, he doesn't have that much time Right, and that's absolutely the case. Now, quarterback that may or may not be available, and I don't know what you're hearing, but Josh Rosen. Do, first of all, do you think he'll be available? I, I do, just from the standpoint that my gut tells me and people I talk to that I respect around the league that he's going number one. So you, that makes the relationship between Murray and Rosen very tough. You know, because Rosen's not going to be a backup. You right. can't pay him as much as you're paying him to be a backup. But also, if, if, if you know you're going to take him, number one, you know for sure you're going to take him because you own the first pick, so no matter what, you get any player you want. But if, if you, you, can, you, can, you can trade Rosen right now, you know, and right. let, let him go somewhere where, you know, they, they give you the most compensation. But if you're team about moving back a little bit and still taking Murray – and you, and you do trade Rosen, and Murray all of a sudden Raiders jump to one, or somebody jumps to one, you know, and takes Murray. Then, you know, what, 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 what are you going to do about you know, what about Rosen? Now, right. now he's gone. Now, now you have no quarterback. Where where would you see the best fit for Josh? You know, I, I, I really don't know. I don't I don't watch a lot of pro tape. I watch okay. pro games, you know, on TV and all that. I'm mainly college. But he's he's got good grades from all all, all, the, all the teams out there from last year. There's a reason why he's the tenth pick in the draft. 
you know. But you know, there's there's there's, there's multiple teams, I'm sure, because it's a rookie deal. You know, the sign bonus has already been paid. It's, it's it's a cheap deal for the next, you know, three to four years. You know, depending if you do to pick up the option, but he uh, there'll be interest in him for sure. How would he fit with with what Jay Gruden likes to do? I think good. I think good. You know, because he's he, he, he's a West Coast type type of guy. I mean, offensive wise, you know, I know he's from the West Coast, but mm-hmm. offensively, um, he, he's a piece of pocket passer. Gets the ball out quick. You know, he, he's he's got good arm talent. There's there's no doubt about it. You know, he's a good enough athlete to get out of harm's way, but he's not a special athlete. And you you know, like, having been around Jay, the, maybe there's also a personality type he might like. Would, would, would Rosen fit that? If he's playing well, yes. Jay will adjust. <laughs> yeah. Jay will adjust. You know, the, the thing about Rosen, and not knocking whatsoever because I liked him coming out. Right. You know, he, he, he he's a West Coast guy through and through. You know, and Jay Jay wants you know the guy like Kirk. You know that is, is so competitive. You know, and so vocal when he gets excited. Rose is just a steady line guy. You know, with, with, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But you know, Jay wants the raw raw guy. And where did you 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 liked him coming out? And I know these guys liked him coming out too. Where did you have him ranked in that group of the? I mean, that's a really good quarterback class. So where did you have him ranked in that group? I gave him the second best grade of the quarterbacks. So I gave Baker the best. I I, I I gave Rosen the second. Wow. What what? Why was he second for you? Um, just because just watching tape and knowing that he'd have a lot of talent around him. But just the way the way he threw the ball, his his setup, his mechanics, his arm strength, you know, the, the fact that he could move around a little bit in the pocket, and you know, who, who, who reminded me of coming out was, was Carson Palmer. Oh wow! Yeah. When yeah, but I didn't know him because I, did, I didn't do a school call. I didn't know. I knew the background. He came from money. I understand mm-hmm. that. But I, as a person, I didn't know him. You know, and that's so important, especially at that position, to find a guy like Baker, you know, a guy like Brett Favre, guys that you can sit down with, Russell Wilson, right? and you can see the passion in in their eyes and in their body language. You know, with him, I worried about that watching game tape, mm-hmm. you know, with Rosen, but I didn't, I, I never spoke to him, I never sat right. down with him, anything. What do you think is, what would you think would be the cost to get him? What's the trade value here? Well, the, the thing the thing about Arizona, they, 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 they're going to lose leverage. You know, um, I would think worst case scenario would be, it'd be like a two and maybe a four or two and a five, because if, if, if you trade for him, you trade for him to be your starter, right? You know, and again, he he's a tenth pick overall coming out, and there's a reason for that. And going back to what you were saying about how, you know, the kind of quarterbacks Jay likes and a little bit like Kirk, and I know it's not all of the Kirk package because there were obviously frustrations. Are you surprised that it didn't work out differently here with him? With and, and that he let it, yeah, and that he was able to go. Well, I, personally, personally, when I was a GM, I, I wanted to keep him. I, 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 I wanted to do, him a, do a long-term deal and have him in-house because, again, the whole package is, is, is he 
a pretty good pro bowler? Probably not, but he's good enough to win with. You know, we did the same thing in Seattle with Hasselbath. He's good enough to win with. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the thing about Kirk that was so great was his personality. He's so humble, but he's so competitive. And players respected him. You know, and that's so important in the locker room. That's so important on the practice field. You know, and it's, uh, you know, power to him, what he got was great, you know, but, yeah, I wish, if, if, if I was still there, I, I'd want Curtis to be my quarterback. And that was Scott McLuhan's thoughts on, among others, Kirk Cousins. Coming up next, what are his thoughts on Robert Griffin III? Griffin came out recently and said that he thought he could still start in this league. What does McLuhan think? Welcome back. I'm going to have more of my conversation with former Redskins general manager Scott McLuhan coming up. What does he say about Josh Doxson? His thoughts on Landon Collins' contract. But first, I wanted to ask him about Robert Griffin III as a possible future starter in the league. Another former Redskins quarterback was here when you got here, signed back with Baltimore RG3. Do you think he could be a starter again? No. Why not? Anticipation, instincts, um, leadership. There you go. Is that good enough? That is good, that is good enough. No, I, I like Robert, too. Yeah. No, I, I like him. I like him, you know, but I, 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 I saw enough. At my first press conference, I said I, I need to see both these guys right. in OTAs, you know, mini camp, training camp, and, and see which one is the guy. And it was it was quickly known that it was Kurt, you know, and the, and, the, and, the, and the players knew it. And that's what's so important in the locker room is that if you're going to if you're going to preach, or you're going to play the best player at any position, especially quarterback. You better play them because they're going to say like, okay, well they're they're full of crud, you know. We haven't I haven't been around Robert for several years. Do you think he's maybe improved in some of those areas, or do you just say like that's one of those things where you have it or you don't? You have or you don't. Okay. Especially anticipation. Right. You know, it's like accuracy. You can't teach it. It's God-given. You know, it's your eyes. And one thing about Kirk that was really cool was he had anticipation. He had a quick release. He could see it and get rid of it and make the play. You know, the thing with Robert, again, I'm not, I'm not knocking with Robert whatsoever. Sure. But the anticipation wasn't there. He's got a longer release. And by, by by that time, that's why there's more sacks, you know. And and I want to I want to go to the draft right now and get some of your thoughts in there. And a couple um, before I get into some of the other quick hitters, like quarter. When you're looking at a quarterback, what are the traits? Because there'll be people talk about arm and this and that. What are the maybe the top three traits you're going to look at when you're scouting a quarterback? Just whether it's on film or whatever. Well, first and foremost is accuracy. You know, that, that that's huge. And, and not just between the 20s, but inside the 20s. The red zone, that was what's so big about Baker coming out last year. He was he was the best in college football in the red zone. You know, and, and, and at, that, at that point, the field shrinks so much, you got tight, tight windows. You know, and 
you, 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 the talk, you, like I said earlier, you cannot teach accuracy. You know, arm strength doesn't really matter to me unless it's really weak. You know, I remember okay. growing up watching Phil Montana. He had no right. arm strength. He had, he had anticipation. He had accuracy. You know, then he turn around and he'd look at a Brett Favre. You know, he had anticipation and all that, and he, and he had a rifle for an arm. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I'm, I'm not big into arm strength, okay. but accuracy is number one, being able to read the field, you know, progress one, two to three, be, being able to control the line of scrimmage from the standpoint you walk up there and being able to get the snap off and being audible, you know, and that's easy to see, you know, especially if you watch guys live. You know, and then I think it's very important to have some athleticism to get out of harm's way. When you know nowadays these, these D linemen, the linebackers, the blitzing, they're coming all the time. You got to be able to move your feet and, and get out of the way. Now, if you're a big guy like Ben Roethlisberger, you can stay in it because guys fall off you. You know, because you're so right. freaking strong and big. You know, but I think movement skills are very important. Very important. How many quarterbacks in this class would excite you compared to last year's group? One. Okay. And he'll, <laughs> and he'll probably go first overall. Yeah, I, I can't say his name. I know, I know, I know. And I'm going to take a wild guess, and, and I guess he's going to go first overall. Um, when you're, does the one-year experience thing matter to you, or how much does it matter to you? You know what? No, it, 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 it does if it depends on the, the the player played in front of him and the size of the school. Mm-hmm. You know, like like with the guy we're talking about. You know, he had the Heisman Trophy winner in front of him, the first pick in the draft in front of him. Right. You know, so it's kind of hard to get on the field. You know, but all of a sudden, you know, the the the, the thing with Ohio State was the fact that they had they had three quarterbacks. Right. You know, and that, and finally it came this year where Barrett left, and then you know Hassan's took over. But uh, you know, it, 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 it it's a little bit of an issue. But if it's a big time university and a big time winning university is playing in the playoffs and have a chance playing in the national championship game, then you know, I mean, you, what do you got to do? You can't live in the past. You got to live with what you see during the season and look at the stats. You know, look, look, look at who he has on his team that's making plays and all that. You love to have a four-year starter, two-year captain, but that doesn't happen much. When you – and I don't know how closely you can say this or whatever. When you look, If you look at the Redskins, what do you see as maybe their most pressing need heading into this draft? Are you as familiar with the roster anymore to, to say that? Well, I, I, I watch them, you know. It, and I pull for Jay. I pull for Dan. You know, I pull for a lot of players that, you know, I either draft sure. or brought in, you know, for agency. Um, you know, the, the thing about it's going to be the key thing is going to be is the quarterback situation. Sure. You know, and I watched Case this year. You know, he was out here in Denver where, you know, where I live in Colorado. You know, I love McCoy, you know, but I think he, 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 he's a solid, solid number two. You know, mm-hmm. and I kind of see Case the same way. So, you know, but somebody's got to start. But they, they need to fix the quarterback situation because that's because they have enough defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. They have a good enough offensive line as long as Trent stays healthy. 
You know, they, they, they got a good enough running game, you know, but the division's getting tougher and tougher. But I would, just from the outside looking in and not being in a building, not being a practice, not being in meetings, I would say quarterback. Let's, I'm going to say they should trade for Rosen. So I, just to solve that problem. Yeah. So if you take that, let's yeah. say you would take that off the table, um, I'm going to look at edge, receiver, interior line. Where are the sweet spots for those positions? In this draft, interior line, E line, or O line? Interior O line, and then receiver no. and edge. Well, the, the, the thing about it is, well, you know, inside those guys there, you know, you, you need Brandon to come back healthy, which, right. which he will. You know, he, he he's going to be, you know, Trent's the best. He, he he's the second best. Right. You know. Um, there's there there's, there's a couple centers this year that are very intriguing. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of guards unless you're going to make a tackle into a guard, like we did with Brandon. Right. Is there a round that you would look for those guys that you say this is the? Um. Well, if yeah, I mean, I, I took Brandon number five just because right. I thought he was so good. You know, I don't care where you line him up at. You know, you could you, you, you could play McCorn if you wanted to. He's that good a player, <laughs> you know, but. You know, with, 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 with interior and with safeties, it's usually second round. Okay. You start getting in, intrigued. What about like receiver? But, what about receiver in this draft? If, um, if there, where's is, I know there's a lot of guys, and so yeah, yeah, it's 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 not overly talented. Okay, but there's a lot of depth, so you don't have to worry about it early. Okay, you you can get it in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and then edge rusher. Would you go high on that one, or would you? Is there is there enough depth that you could wait? Well, no. If if, if you got a guy that can get to the quarterback, you go high. There you go. I'm you always know. for edge rushers. You can. That's like left-handed pitching. You can never have enough of that. Correct. No, no, no. If you got a guy that gets to the quarterback, you, you go and roll big time. Going back to Jay Gruden, can this team win with Jay as the head coach? Yes. And Jay's we, a good head coach. Why do you say that? Because. I was around him every day, pretty much. <laughs> no, I was pretty much every day. Right. He, uh, he, 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 he gets the idea, not just the standpoint of coaching. He's really good at the players, but he also is tough enough to get after them when he wants to. Um, he's a really good evaluator. He, he, he's the best I've been around. Really? I've been around Holmgren, Pete Carroll, you know, Mike Nolan, Mike Singletary. He's the best I've been around because it, it's important to him. He understands. No, but they can they can definitely win with him. You know, they just need to get the situation right with the dang injury. Right. You know, I mean, it's hard when you start losing good players. I mean, Alex Smith, like I said, was going really well, and you know, and Jay had him locked in. Yeah, and that was that 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 team. You talk about the leadership skills. I think Alex's impact was greater than people realize because you're going to look at stats in that locker room. It was a profound loss for them. When they look back on the season to a guy, they always talked about, well, when Alex got hurt, that's when the season changed. Yeah, um, yeah no, and it did. It did. Yeah. And one guy I want to ask you about is a guy that you drafted, and it's kind of a big year for him, Josh Doxon. When you look back at that draft, what did you see of him coming out? And are you surprised that he hasn't done more than um, given um, where you guys took him? No, I am. You know, the, the thing about him coming out, he he was he was lights out. He was lights out as a college player. You know, he uh, his stats were out of control. The touchdowns, everything. 
Um, you know, he uh, he got hurt the first year, of course, the Achilles. Mm-hmm. He came back the next year and hurt a little bit with the other Achilles. That held him back. Um, but I, I still believe in what I saw, and doesn't mean I'm right. I, right. Miss, I missed the four. It's not an exact science. But, you know, he has the ability to make good plays. He's not he's not a burner. He's Al, Alshon Jeffrey is right. who he is, I thought, coming out. You know, he's not going to run by you, but he, he, he'll catch a jump ball. He'll make the acrobatic catch. You know, and the thing about it, like I talked about earlier with Alex Smith, my, his first five years with me, they called him a bust. Right. You know, get rid of him. You know, and, and we didn't. And the guy's going into whatever it is now, his 14th right. year. You know, I know he's not going to be able to play, but, you know, Doxon's still not an older guy. Right. Like, if he's not there, he's going to be somewhere, I promise you that. And, you know, he, 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 you got to put him in the right situation for what he can and can't do. You know, and if you want him to be the, the vertical guy, that's fine, but understand, he, he, he's always going to be in coverage. Right. You know, you want to put him on. You want you you want to put him on slants. You want to put him on post. You want to put him post and corners. That's that's how he survives. And you get the ball in here, and that's what he did in college. And he'd be, you know, but you know, I I, I, I could be wrong, you know, but I wasn't the only one in the draft room making that pick either. Right. <laughs> I had a head coach. I had a receiver coach. You know, <laughs> I had an owner. Right. You know. Well, but. If he's not successful, when it's all said and done, it's my fault. I'll take blame for it, you know, and I'll learn from it. But I would not give up on him. Not yet. Not even close. What? What? Are, when you look back in the couple of drafts that you had, or what is there one pick you say, I'm really proud of this pick, and then what's the one pick you say, man, I, I didn't get this one right at all? Um, Probably Matt Jones I missed. Okay. You know, he came out, he came, he came out and had a – a dang good rookie year with mm-hmm. upside, you know, and I'm like, here we go. We got one, you know, and he comes back the second year, you know, and playing, but then he had ball security issues. And, and that's a kiss of death with a head coach, right. especially an offensive minded head coach. Absolutely. You know, and I told him, I said, quit trying to do second and third effort times. Just go down on the first contact. If the guys are around you, if one guy understand, go through him. You know, he's 235 pounds. and could run. You know, could catch the ball and everything. And, you know, but ball security, you know, and in college, he, he didn't have that issue. No. You know, he, 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 he didn't have tons of carries, don't get me wrong, but he, did, he didn't have that issue. You know, and a good kid and all that. You know, but again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Of course, and that, with the draft, you never know, and it is a gamble. But on the flip side, what's the one that, that you say, I'm really proud of this one? Well, it's, the best play I took when I was there was Brandon Sheriff. Yeah. Hands down. Because, again, the whole package. You know, Jameson Crowder was a really good player. You know, the guy I was really excited to see how his career progressed, progressed was Kaishan Jarrett. Oh, yeah. And it was progressing pretty well until that injury. Yeah, no, he was starting. He had, and I, you know, I know like, you always describe guys as football players. He had it's that quality that you don't know is like he was a tough kid, small, undersized. But I don't know that there's a guy that you just kept saying, "Well, there's no way he can do this," and then he would do it. And then, well, you know, can he really do this? And he would do it. And um, yeah. I just think the qualities he added to that secondary are something that they've had a hard time replacing. 
Yeah, no, no, that was one of those picks. You know, I've been lucky enough to be around enough teams. We take guys in the later rounds like him. That's how you build a consistent core football team. You know, because right. like you said, he was smart. He's a great guy. I was on the field when it, when when when, when he, it, the injury happened. Yeah. You know, and he hit he hit him so hard for a little guy. It wasn't even funny. I'm like, right. he's gonna break your neck. And two more, two more topics. One, Landon Collins. What did you think? Um, me personally, I I I would not do that mm. because I I understand the market's the market nowadays, you know. But in my opinion, he's a box safety. that's really an undersized linebacker. Now I know he's a tough guy as a person. I don't know him. Hey, maybe he's a really good guy. Maybe he's a big time leader which is all very important. But that's a lot of money to pay a safety, a lot of money. Um, the, uh, the other thing, when you have guys, they have guys in this roster, Josh Norman, Jordan Reed, guys who either are, maybe they're not living up to the, the, the cap number or whatever, or maybe they're getting older, maybe they're hurt a lot. How do you know as a GM, when is the right time to, to move on from a guy in, in those kind of situations? Well, the thing about it is, as, as, as a GM, first of all, when you make those decisions to sign them or release them, it's, it's a group effort. You know, it's a GM, it's, it's a director, it's the head coach. You know, at that place, it's Bruce Allen, which, you know, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But uh, it's it's when you start seeing him lose a step, like Josh Norman, mm-hmm. you know, he, 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 he was never a speed guy. Right. You know, um, but a good football player, a press corner. He's got length. He's tough enough that will tackle. He's got good ball skills. You know, um, it's 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 just seem to deteriorate because when you're around him every day, you know, and you know, not just game days, but practices, seeing what they take care of themselves in the off season, you can see the desire they still have to be a good player and not just get a paycheck. That's that's when you gotta move on. Right. What did you think of Bryce Harper's return to DC? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I, I'm a baseball guy. Yeah. That's what I played before I got into scouting. And uh, you know, I feel bad. I, I feel bad for, for, for the national fans, but I feel good for Bryce because it was such an important day for him. You know, and, and everything's going against them besides his paycheck. And the guy showed up and when. Two for five, with you know, with, a, with a bomb. Yeah, a big time. Four hundred fifty-eight feet. <laughs> <laughs> I can hit it twice when I hit it that far. <laughs> I just like to drive it that far with my golf clubs. Um, Scott, yeah. I I greatly appreciate your time, and I enjoy hearing your thoughts on all these matters. Really good insight, and can't thank you enough. And I hope things work thank out you, for Tom. you with your scouting service. Yep. Yep. Yep, I appreciate it very much. You have a good day. Thanks. You too, Scott. Hey, you, you, you got to do me a favor to, to, to tell Skins fans I say hi to all of them. It was really good to meet my family. I There you go. Thank you very much. Well, that was an, a, an insightful conversation with Scott McLuhan, and I want to bring in Bram Weinstein here for a second because Bram was listening into this as he was recording. 
Bram, what jumped out to you after listening to McLuhan? Uh, not surprised about RG3. Okay, so that's number one. I was not surprised he said that. Um, I was not surprised he said the stuff about Kirk saying I would have kept him and, and he was their guy. I did find it interesting that he said he has all the traits that Jay Gruden wants at a quarterback, which then makes less sense that the Redskins couldn't figure out how to keep him with Jay Gruden. But the one that really actually stood out to me was the Landon Collins thing. Mm -hmm. that, that he just openly said, I would not have done that. And I don't think he is suggesting that Collins isn't a good player. No. But this is the criticism that they've gotten with they've overspent on the wrong things in the past. And here was a former GM saying they made a mistake here, not in that he's not a good player, but they just overspent on him. Right. And I think that certainly, listen, that's what I've heard from other people too, even people who really like Collins. And I think, to me, they were paying for past mistakes at that position. And I think when you look at, look at this division, while he isn't in the box safety, this has become an in-the-box division. When you look at the running backs that are in this, you know, the Eagles just adding Jordan Howard, you got Barkley, you have Elliott. I think you better be good in that area. So I think they're paying for some of that. Um, the, the interesting part about Kirk, and I know, and I've talked to McLuhan about this over the years, I still don't think, and I meant to ask him this and it didn't, but I can add my two cents. I don't, there's no way he would have paid him this kind of money. And I think even at that time, I don't recall really, him really being in favor of paying that kind of money as much as locking him up long before then. And I think then it would have come down to Cousins' side being amenable to that, and I don't believe they were. So I think while there are traits there, I don't think that it was ever a realistic situation to the degree where they could have gotten him for maybe the long-term deal that McLuhan probably would have wanted. Um, but, uh, you know, I've heard um, – different things with some of that stuff. But I don't know that that would have been um, something they would have gotten accomplished had Scott stuck around either. And, um, I, you know, so I think what I meant to ask him is, would he have traded him a couple years ago? Because I know there was a sentiment in the organization that they would have done that. And because you realize it wasn't going to go where you need to. And the other thing that, that stood out to me is where his thoughts on Gruden as a head coach and why he feels he, they can still win with him. Yeah. Uh, the Dachshund thing, too, read to me, um, he needs a change of scenery. That's how, it, that's how it read to me. And, and I, it's hard to disagree with that. I would, I would definitely agree with that. And I think the Redskins would probably agree with that. And I think it will be interesting to see what happens in the draft. Yeah, it will be. And the other one that really stands out, too, is if they're not going to get Josh Rosen, he is basically saying that the only quarterback worth taking a chance on right now, at least high in the draft, is the guy who's going to go number one. Correct. So forget it. If you th He's basically telling you, get your mind off Haskins. He's telling you that. Yeah, and I think at the owners' meetings, Jay Gruden was made it clear, too, when you talked to him that, first of all, he knows he has to win now, wants to win now, and some of these guys are going to be guys you're going to have to sit for a year like Haskins. And Haskins may be good for a team down the road, but I don't know that the Redskins are in position to wait a year on a first-round pick. Yeah, I thought he was very kind with Colt and Case are solid number twos. Correct. Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's probably true. It, I mean, which, that's, which that's true. Yes. And, and I think, you know, you can look at Case from a couple years ago in Minnesota, but you look at what he had around him and he had a defense where nobody got hurt and was one of the tops in the NFL. So he had a lot of really good parts and you could see what he can do in a situation like that. But when you look at this team, they are not built that same way. They need a lot of good fortune with health with too many guys who have an injury history um, to, to right, right now to expect them to, to have a, a duplicate performance. But um, you know, I think he's right. The quest for a quarterback here continues. There you go, Bram. Good conversation with McLuhan, and I hope you guys learned something, and I appreciate you sticking with us this far into the conversation. Have a good day.